Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 40, the history of the original Game Boy, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, DMG001, to my DimG. How's it going? Very good, thank you. <laughs> uh, Tom, another wave of new listeners, so we'll quickly do a rundown. So they've got yeah, the sure. feature coming up, History of the Original Game Boy. Yeah, Time to stick around for some facts about the uh, everyone's first handheld console. Yeah. I'm taking liberties, but you know, work with me here. Unless you're me and you've got a Game Gear. Yeah, also <laughs> got some news coming up, in which case this week we've got some more cyberpunk news. And Tom, believe it or not, Wii, Wii U news. Exciting. Yeah. Then we head through, and we're going to have some listener reviews this week. Multiple, because it's plural. Is it? And you insisted on one. Okay. The fans weren't happy. No. Up in arms. Yeah. They want your head on a stick. I got rid of the boot, trying to get rid of the Ray reviews already. What's wrong with you? I know. Maybe we should just spend 20 minutes telling you how awesome you are. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. That's what we can work on next okay. week. Okay. And then we have the real man, the real deal. Stingray arrives, pops the boot. We look at the latest new releases for the multi-formats. Hotpoint, washing machine, CFAX, Spectrum 128K, maybe modern gaming PC. All of them covered. PS4? Every base covered. Xbox? Yeah. Nintendo Switch? Nintendo Wii U. It's not in the, it's not in the boot this week. Oh, no. And then at the end of the show, I ask you what you're hoping to play. But before we do... Odd cat, grip the wheel. <laughs> Tom, never forget what you've been playing. Uh, so this week, I've been playing uh, finished Luigi's Mansion Three. Round of applause for me because I still finish games. We normally use the claps to announce new listeners and breaking news, but today you can have four of them in close succession. Well done. Excellent. Yes. Happy with that. Yeah. Great little game. Um, probably. The best I've played on Switch, like obviously early this year and last year, out of all the ones they released. I'm just trying to work my way through the back catalogue on there. Luigi's um, Mansion 3, Tom's game of the year for the Switch. Yeah, pretty much. Lofty praise. Yeah. Um, looking to go back and I've started doing some more on Link's Awakening in on Dungeon Dungeon 7, okay. uh, which is Eagle Tower. Which is nice. I've never been further past. Um, obviously, the original Game Boy hosted the Link's Awakening. Yeah. And this the this is the remake of it. So n- nice to try and get that one finished. Uh, what else? Oh, I downloaded a demo of the Tourist. You know that game we talked about oh, uh, for briefly. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we were quite impressed with with it, weren't we? Weren't yeah. We, um, we read up on it and looked good. Plays really well. Quite, quite interesting. Give me an overview. Um, so you, the demo isn't relatively long. You go to one island at the start. It's very short, made up of sort of three sections. There's a lot of like things to interact with, and the little pixel effects are really cool, like on the graphics. Um, you can go into your hotel, like beach room or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you can interact with all the stuff in there. It's clever how it's it's very Zelda-like in a way of progressing um, you have to go and get item A and then that allows you to get to section one of the map and then it sort of you go underground and you start going through this sort of cave system and then you come back out and that's where the demo ends because you get your next um, travel brochure for your next island 
which is quite a cool thing. Mm, so what's the actual gameplay mechanics? The the early stage is just platforming really, but in like a, a sort of three D platformer. So you can jump and then you get the ability it's called free climb, but all it basically does is let you like grab on stuff and pull yourself up so you can get to sort of higher ledges. Uh, okay. So it's that sort of progression system. Uh, it's worth checking out. It's available on the Switch now as a demo on the eShop. If you go and, and download that, it might interest a lot of people. I think the full game's priced at seventeen ninety nine. That's a fair price, by the I think so. It, it's. I noticed um, on the trailer as well. You can there's just, there's an island that looks quite a bit larger and it has um, an arcade. And in the arcade, there's actual games to play. Hmm. So games within games. Inception you, style. You know I love those. You do. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Usual PS4 stuff. Trying to get a bit further on uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I've finished it by just trying to get all the collectibles and things. I still haven't... Did we discuss last week about the PlayStation record system that they released where you can look at all your achievements? We did, yeah. Yeah, shamefully, I have to admit, I've got no Platinums. I do tend to finish games and then boom on to the next one rather than spend more time Filthy. getting the... That's you all over, isn't it? Yeah. The magpie. Show me new and shiny and I'll Show take it. Show me new it. and shiny and I'll fly there and nibble on it and then the yeah. next thing. Well, I suppose it's polite to ask you what you've been playing this week. Well, Tom, buckle in. As I always say, <laughs> white hot edgy gaming. Um, we'll do it in order of time spent. So I've we know that the Vita died and I had to rip it apart and stick a new battery in and some other ramble that had to go along with that and so I lost some saves lost my Persona 4 save gutted yeah so I've had to start that again um, and it's still a great game but when you're playing through this second or third time as it is yeah me, it can be a grind can't it yeah to redo I feel like I've read like this before yeah but I don't want to skip it because it, the the lore is so good almost um, as our lore never skip our law and she no. won't know any of what's going on um, second I would say I've spent Killzone Mercenary on the Vita I've been enjoying that so again I had a save that I had to wipe what can you remember what company made that Gorilla Cambridge that's it I was reading an article and I just remember thinking oh Gorilla did Killzone before they did Horizon so they did this specifically it's pretty uh, good it's a bit flashy it's yeah. uh it's a bit dumbed down it's very forgiving as well obviously because okay. it's handheld yeah. you might be playing on a bus yeah. sort yeah. of old road yeah. so you know I'm getting headshots when I shoot people <laughs> in the chest and, and stuff like that uh, I've also been playing the Playstation 3 exclusive folklore that's oh, not right. age well that's not age well yeah that's uh, what sort of genre game is that slack of that's a tough point one. and click no, well, it's got fixed perspective sections when it's basically a story. I say basically, very weirdly, you're a girl who's trying to find her mum that's dead. She yeah. gets a letter to go to this village in Ireland. Okay. Um, she gets a boat there, but the guy won't take her any closer, so she swims in the middle of a storm. I don't yeah. know what that's all about. Uh, so you can play as her, who's looking. she's looking for her mum, and then yeah. you can also play as this paranormal investigator who writes a magazine, but he's very sceptical of everything. Oh, Even right. when he's seeing like dead people and all this sort of stuff, it's like these hallucinations are really powerful. Yeah, uh, and then there's a you've got this ability to go into like the fairy realm, mm -hmm. where all of a sudden you can control the camera. So all yeah. of a sudden you've got 360 cameras. So you've come out of this fixed perspective area, forced 
perspective area, and then you go into this spinny one, and you kind of fight these fairies, but then you get to use them as weapons, which is quite strange. So you're larping these other fairies around the head with these brethren of theirs. It'd be like you going into Farmerton Primary School, picking up James, and then using James to hit all the other children with. Yeah, brutal. That's my take on it so far. And you uh, Jay, sorry, James, for new listeners, is the young work experience boy we have who writes our scripts. Writes the whole script, edits does, the show. He does. Does all the he's things pretty skilled, yeah. that we're too big a boy to do. Yeah. And in Tom's case, obviously, he's got a he's got a very well-paid job voice in the uh, bird's eye fish and finger commercials. <laughs> he's the narrator for those. I am. Big books. Big monies. Big monies. Keeps the podcast going. Yeah. And along, then with, along with our other um, benefactor. Lord Fonsborough. Yeah. Who lives in the big house in the village. Yes. But he's also, well, historically, he's been, you know, Mumsy's man. Yeah. But since he got paralysed from the waist down, they've not been talking. No. She's a bit rude, isn't she, Mumsy? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that. Uh, next up, a game you're going to like this called Akiba Strip on the PS Vita. Now, I was desperate for a uh, Yakuza fix. So I was right. browsing the local shops and I saw that you walked around uh, Tokyo in this game. I thought, oh, this is great. It's a beat em up as well. This is great. Yeah. Wait, stop. If no one knows what a Kiba strip is, just hold your horses. The word strip literally refers to the fact that you pull people's clothes off. <laughs> Only I could find a game like this. Is this WWE Brian Panties match? Very much. <laughs> right? You, you, you get turned into like a vampire. But yeah. for some reason, you can control your emotions, but you can't wear. Okay. You have to be clothed from the neck down, else you will get sun on you oh, and you will die. Yeah. And then these are vampires are walking around Tokyo, and you fight them, and you have to get into a button bash. Uh, you you sort of beat them up in a beat them up style, yeah. And then you get into a bit of a button bash to rip their clothes off. You have to rip off the top layer of clothes, the bottom layer of the clothes, and weirdly, even if a girl's got a headband on. Right, that's still technically her clothes, <laughs> so she won't get exposed to sunlight until you then attack her head and pull the <laughs> headband off. It sounds like I've been too near the creosote tin. It does, but it's true. Sounds like a nonsense game. What I would say about that is, uh, hmm, I might see it through just for the hell of it, but okay. I'm not really enjoying it. Um, Kingdom Hearts Two pulled out the PS2 to continue my playthrough on that. Yeah. Still such a good game. It looks incredible, you know. Are you looking forward to getting to the third one? It looks very good. That's though. what I'm working towards. Yeah. That's what. And there's uh, some towards. recent DLC announced for that, wasn't there? Breaking news. I will just chuck that in there. I'm sure most people have read about it this and week. And then finally, the one I spent the most time on, Yakuza 3. Of course. The man who loves his Yakuza. <laughs> Uh, and I don't think I need to say any more on that that we haven't already said. So, Tom. We better you cruise out of this uh, waffle and into the news. Ah, it's with skills like that that you narrate from fish fingers to frozen peas. <laughs> no questions asked. No fee too large for me. Oh, what an interesting way of looking at the world. I think most people would apply that logic. Yeah, news. <laughs> We've scoured the very darkest region of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, do you want this piece of yeah. fresh morsel? The Wii U, still alive and kicking as it seems. Much like the other zombie consoles, but this time it's Nintendo, not Sega, seeing releases on long-dead consoles as the Wii U gets news of a new release. The awesome and much-loved-on-this-show Shakedown Hawaii 
Uh, anyone still packing a Wii U? Pick it up. More news as we get it. Mm, I know one of the listeners wrote a thing of me picked up a Wii U last year. <laughs> is it? Uh, is that going to be physical edition? I don't even know where they still run the eShop God on the Wii U. God knows. God knows. Yeah. I guess. I guess it maybe be like a limited run. More news as we get it. I don't think it's going to be limited run. I think it's going to make its way to the eStore, but possibly also filter down onto the Wii U as well. Uh, okay. Go with it. It's still got its loyal followers. And we believe here on the show that might be a, a certain pretty rare console to collect for in the future. There's, mm. some, uh, there's a lot of titles on there that they didn't really mass produce in the way they do with the Don't panic, games. though. They'll make their way to the Switch eventually. Mm, they will. They will. Talking of that, we did an episode about all Switch's exclusives in the Wii U. We did. Mur- Look at you. Like, I forgot. I literally forgot about that episode. Murder of the Wii U, suspect number one, the Switch. Yeah, that's a great episode. It is a Some good of one. our finest work. Well, my finest work, but, you know. Was that one of yours? No. Oh. I'm talking about the way it was delivered. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Yes, in, in yeah. orator style. Yeah. Some of James's finest work. Yeah. Here we've got some, uh, you're going to like this one, Cyberpunked again. <laughs> Unconfirmed news around the now waging PS4, uh, now aging PS4 and Xbox were struggling to run Cyberpunk and the delay was give, uh, to give CD Projekt Red more time to refine it and slim down processes to get it running on current-gen hardware. Question, Tom. Would we mind this slipping and being a launch game on the incoming next-gen, just so we can play it at its best? I don't want to think that we're getting such a downgraded version that it looks complete pony. No, I, I um, news coming in on top of this story, um, Corey Balrog from God of War fame uh, has tweeted on the this rumour and said it's quite common for a game in its last few months before release to really struggle it's kind of one of the last things that gets worked on it's just the tweaking of the bugs and the, the way it actually runs on those consoles he would know he would know yeah with, with God of War apparently that, that was not performing well when it was shown probably I think six months before launch mm-hmm. it did see a delay didn't it I believe yeah, I think it did. From um, so it's that's all a long good. time it's, ago now. Yeah, it is. Um, it's all good for Cyberpunk, though. I think um, I myself, if I can get a PS5 near launch, and it is like sort of that cr- that um, next gen cross platform, uh, cross gen. Yeah, I'll definitely pick it up on PS5 instead. Okay. It's just or it's, Xbox One Series X. Yeah. Of course. That is looking good, uh, from what we hear. So good. it's going to be um, some tough choices, but we're going to be bringing you all the news as it releases. Rumours of a PlayStation event in February, and I'm sure we're going to see more of Xbox Series X. What we'll probably do is have a bit of a, a show on each when we know all the facts, get you guys ready for that big launch, talk you through what's the best setup to play on, the best games to get a launch, where's the best prices, everything. Maybe the show that gets the most listens will decide which console you and I will buy. Oh, can you imagine? Mm. That'd be brave. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Throwing down hard-earned on the one you don't really want. <laughs> imagine. So that's the well, side really of we should, we really, we should just get one of each, shouldn't we? Well, well that'd be, that's, that's the way the show works. Yeah. Enjoy that, Xbox. Anyway, some more news here, Tom. Get over here. European classification board Peggy's website is suggesting we could see a classic combat trilogy making its way to current gen. This would be toasty news if it was true, and we'll keep you informed as we find out more. Tom, I'd love to see 
uh, Mortal Kombat trilogy arcade perfect yeah. on current gen that would be pretty cool yeah definitely um, I remember spending a lot of time playing 3 on the PS1 it came in like a cardboard case yeah you talked uh, about this yeah it's nice like real gold background solid game that shiny box in shiny gold the magpie yeah bound there. to be something you want to pick up always uh, I'll take the next bit okay scoop up your melted console and say your prayers seems the incoming Doom Eternal from id Software is looking to be true graphical graphical geographical showcase geographical <laughs> it's a game about giraffes fighting space marines is looking to be a true graphical showcase for the current hardware a theme in this week's news as we reach the end of a generation but fingers crossed they survive that little bit longer Marty Stratton executive producer of Doom Eternal says we're at the end of a hardware cycle where engine teams really understand the hardware and are getting the most out of it we've increased the graphics fidelity polygon count everything is pushed in this game and it still runs on all consoles that Doom uh, Doom 2016 reboot ran on you don't think he's referring to the Switch there do you? No, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they get Eternal running. It's going to be coming, I think they said a few months later, on the Switch. I've heard that it's going to be a side-scrolling platform. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit harsh. They've they're panic button the people who uh, deal with the the Switch version. Uh, the port did awesome work, really, on that 2016 version. I think they can do it again with Eternal. It's not going to. I'm going to play it on PS4. I've got the option. But for everyone who else who hasn't got that, who can't if they haven't got a PS4 as well or an Xbox. What made you get Doom on the uh, on the Switch in the first place? I think I was struggling for a um, a game to play over Christmas on the Switch, so I got I got Doom. Really enjoyed it, and it was quite handy having it on the portable. It almost plays better on the smaller screen. Or plays better on the smaller screen. Uh, you don't notice some of the compromises I've had to make as much on there. Mm. But yeah, I watched the some footage of Doom Eternal this week because they released like I think the first twenty minutes of the game or a section of it. Looks fantastic. Yeah, it's going to have a hub area as well. First time ever, I think. Wow. So you're going to go out from that area and do different things, and yeah, looking really good. That's awesome. Definitely on my list of. Um, I think that will probably be my first new game of the of the year, really. Uh, maybe dreams I don't know I just don't know where I'm going to why do you say such inflammatory things on the show all the time you're not buying that game I don't know I read a preview it sounded really interesting mm. I'm just trying to think what what potentially would I make <laughs> you kind of think no I'm talking about like skill level oh okay so like <laughs> really what am I going to be able to make that I could play through myself but then you're just going to probably use it as something to go on and look at all the amazing stuff people have produced I think if they pitch it like that you know a, a great little thing is some of these games that people are going to throw together they're going to be broken they're going to be unfinished they're not going to yeah. be play tested they're going to be really weird as well because I bet I guarantee you because it's a proper PS4 released game there's going to be trophies first thing uploaded oh smash bash and crash upload <laughs> right yeah smash bash and crash download don't care what it is don't care how it is I want a trophy I think it's a game where you could spend a lot of hours getting lost if you if you if it really absorbs you in and you 
actually get reasonably decent on the tools, you probably spend a lot of time on it. Now look, look at people how how people get hooked to Minecraft, building fantastic things like replicating other game worlds within Minecraft. Have you seen the Harry Potter mod? No. Wow, there was a full trailer for it. Yeah. Someone's modded it so you can go to Hogwarts. All the people are there. Wow. All the secret chambers are yeah. there. Yeah. Um, there was uh, Diagon Alley. There was uh, Privet Drive. There was. That's that's what I mean. Like the the potential is there. Someone's right. gonna make Harry Potter in dreams. Do you remember? Here's one for you and the listeners. Yeah. Do you remember there was that leaked footage? Yes. Of EA's Harry yeah. Potter like go through years one to five where you're not actually in the Potter universe it's set like ten years before so yeah. you just live the life of a normal pupil yeah, yeah. playing Quidditch doing all that good stuff what happened to that? Mate I think if you ask any like sort of fan of video games or, or the what people who have played I think Chamber of Secrets was always a favourite I've not played it but it had that vibe of like you had a bit of the Hogwarts being free roam yeah, I think that's what people would want. I think some it? of the later ones on PS2 had that vibe going on as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I was uh, propping myself up in the chair like an old man. <laughs> Thing is, Tom, I think that's the news one and done. Did it we is. miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? Uh, if so, Tom, how would they get in contact with us and say that they're currently playing Cyberpunk on a hot point washing machine? So a lot of you this week. Uh, commented on the feature on Instagram so you can direct messages on there with anything, any queries, any questions you've got for us um, any info, insider information if you work in the industry we'd love to have you on that'd be great to hear from you Um, also you can direct messages on Twitter as well Uh, that's growing steadily he laughs (laughs) but I just had one of those, you know when I had that mind vision of Retro Gamer Thomas becoming yeah. a, a console cannibal and it just took yeah. me away from the show. For some reason, I don't know why, and we've talked about how my brain works, I had the vision of this developer reaching out and saying, I want to be on the show, and then <laughs> them sort of naked on a platter with an apple in their mouth, and you sort of sharpening a knife <laughs> in the background, so you're going to, don't let that put them off. It's deterring people already, <laughs> that is. Um, yeah, also, you can email us uh, at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com and just hit us up with any information on there. Information. Information. <laughs> uh, insider information. We, we love scoops and all that. You got it. You know what we're going to get, though, now I've said this? What? My uncle, he works for Sega, and he reckons well, that's where next most of year the news came there's, from. A new, there's a new console coming out by Sega. Dreamcast 2? Dreamcast 3. Uh, Dream, Dreamcast 520. Wow. Yeah. 520p. 520p, yeah. Because that's its downgrade. native resolution. Downgrade. Um, yeah. Please get in touch. Enough of this merriment, Tom. Enough yep. of this mirth and ridiculousness. Before the feature, shall we do a call to arms? Actually, yes. Hold fire. This is a personal Georgie call to arms. Are you okay. ready? You get on with it. I can relax. There's a website called Podchaser. Okay, it's a pod, it's a podcast recommendation site, and we want to be top dog on there. So we implore you with your social media accounts because it's one of those hokey cokey ones where you can log in with Facebook, you can log in with Instagram, you can log in with your Google. This is sounding good. Go Podchaser, find unofficial controller podcast, 
leave a review, five stars. It won't take many of you. If the unglorious uh, bar stewards, Tom, actually mounted a sustained attack on Podchaser. Is that their mission for this week? Yes, it is. Not just for the unglorious, though. For everyone. Every listener that sat there, listening on their phone, maybe having a poo, they may be driving their car, <laughs> maybe if you have to park up, indicate now, there's a parking space. Chris McClum, do it safely. Yeah, you've just been let in. That's right. Daddy Zilla, you're halfway through a job. You've got us in your earphones. Like, Hang on a minute, I can do this. I can do this. Retro Gamer Thomas, you're halfway through a 3DO printed circuit board. Put the food down. Radbash could down. be knocking up some chemical weapons. Radbash is going to launch some sort of insidious acid attack on Podchaser that burns our name into the actual routers that they use. Adam the Artist Finster Gamer rappelling down the side of the building, spraying our name on it. Who else have we got? You know, the so name's Podchaser. Hit it up, please. Podchaser.com. Slap it in your Google. Log in with your social media account. Leave a review five stars. This is awesome. Put something random in there as well. Give it give us five stars. But then maybe put I repel down the side of a building to write this review. Awesome. I'd love to see that on there. We want to know all that, don't we? So motivate and go unglorious and all the community go uh, you don't have to be much. in the hardcore elite uh, team do you you can just be randomly listening today and think I can do something good for those boys yeah we would really appreciate it we're very grateful already of all the support we've received humbling um, truly humbling and uh, it'd be great to see that continue in this new year time for a bit of fun Tom it's time for the feature Boom. History of the original Game Boy feature. <laughs> I love how we always say feature. It's part of it. It's part of the allure of the show. It's what keeps us hokey-cokey, keeps us honest and working hard. It's time to take the lift down to where Stingray keeps his ex's burgundy maestro turbo with the murky past and even more so since we came up with Sting's wife, Trace Ray. I think she was the, the original owner was the barmaid at the wagon but yeah. we'll gloss over that it's the vehicle we use for our history of series and our medium for time travel um, so we'll get in the lift Tom if you uh, press the button the one between the roller disco and the nuclear reactor so we can descend down push it now still still no lift music Tom I know disappointed in that well you were meant to get that fixed I've been busy all these adverts, mm. sound overs. Sound overs, is that what you call them in the, in the, in the business? That's is it? Word, yeah. <laughs> Only amateurs call them voiceovers, George. We call them sound overs. Uh, and here we go. Uh, and as we exit the lift, there she is, listeners, resplendent in all her burgundy glory. Tom, have you added a Garfield to the back window, or was it always there? It's always been there. And how the hell does that help with the time travel circuits? It gets us in the. Uh, the retro move for where we're going back to the, like the bumper cuddly toy was all the rage back in the uh, no this hopefully. is this has got the this has got little sticky the, paws yeah. that sticks in the window oh the window not yeah. the back window what are you looking at yeah listen, no, it sticks in the back don't put it in the front window listeners don't do that it's dangerous Oscar cause a crash Odders not the amalgamation with the two <laughs> they're like a do you know what they are now in my mind's eye, is Odd that Cat and are others they? are like Megazords. Okay, so that's their <laughs> unglorious bastards' role. Odd Cat. Yeah, Odd when cat. they form they together, I tell Odd you what, cat. Tom, 
get your ring out. No, not that one. The other one. The odd cat ring. Shine that to the stars. And that's how we join odd cat and otters together. And that Megazord combination go mountain assault on pod chaser. Odd cat to the rescue. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> anyway, enough with that nonsense. Okay, let's jump in. Take a sip on the out-of-date McDonald's Coke on the floor. And Tom... Other brands are available. No other brands are available from McDonald's. <laughs> Hit the blast process button. What's blast processing? So what's blast processing do? They said it wasn't humanly possible. All the power and excitement of Nintendo right in the palm of your hand. Introducing Game Boy. It's portable, it's in stereo, and its games are interchangeable. Game Boy comes complete with batteries and the outrageous new game, Tetris. And for head-to-head -head competition, use Video Link and blow your opponent away. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power, portable power. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's time travel, Tom. It's a rough landing this time, and we're back in uh, Japan. It's April 21st, 1989, the end of the 80s. Neon-filled streets bustle as we make our way to nearby electronics stores to grab ourselves the Game Boy at launch. But before we do, let's discuss the device's creator, Gunpei Yokoi, no longer with us after passing in a car accident in 1997, but one of Nintendo's best and brightest, who after perfecting the Game & Watch system itself, a handheld game device, albeit limited, via the Game & Watch he gave birth to the cross-directional D-pad and the design itself mapped over to the controller for the NES. Now, Tom, before we go any further, if anyone wants to dive deeper into the history of the game and watch and other handheld devices, we did a show called yeah, The History of Handheld Gaming. Very uh, well-received episode, that one. Very good it? episode. And if they want to go look at that, they can go trawl the back catalogue on one of their podcast providers, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, however you found us today. They're all on there. Absolutely. Well, to quote the great man, he believed... The Nintendo way of adapting technology is not to look for state-of-the-art, but to utilise a mature technology and mass-produce it cheaply. Good old Gunpai, eh? See what he's doing there? Very forward-thinking man. Very forward-thinking man. Let's hear from our first listener. A return to the comments section from good old Tommy Thompson, or Tommy Thompson as you once called him on Insta. <laughs> uh, he says, hmm, I did have a Game Boy. In fact, I used to love it. My favourite memory was Pokemon. I had Pokemon Blue and I used to waste many hours of my childhood with my friends due to that game. We also used the link cables to join the Game Boys together so we could let each other's Pokemon fight. These cables are really good for the old days. I think, yeah, I think it's a very solid connection, isn't it? I never had any problem back in the day. Like I have a breaking character just for one moment. Yeah. Uh, my kids have got a couple of retro Game Boys with a... Yeah different variants of the original uh, Pokemon games and they often link up yeah still to this day no back I'm now a, technology now I'm a, a gaming bachelor living in a bunker with my mum character yes I am uh, it was this kind of thinking that uh, he would apply to get the Game Boy into production internally known as the DMG01 the meaning of this DOT dot matrix game 01 its real name the Game Boy, coined by Shigetsu Itoi, in his mind suggesting a smaller sidekick to Nintendo's bigger boy consoles. So it's Dot Matrix Game Zero One. That's it's uh, what the code name stands for. 
Uh-huh. That was a factazoid for me. Yeah. The form factor, I'm sure we can all picture the original. It's grey plastic form, it's black D-pad and deep red or purple buttons. Start select and it's little grill speaker down in the bottom right. But the thing you see first, the stare at while playing, is that dot matrix screen. Here Gunpai used his mature technology philosophy to pursue the dot matrix screen, while his Japanese competitor Sega pursued colour. This was to be the Game Boy's best feature, its conservative power use. Taking four AA batteries, this thing boasted hours of use. To Gunpei, that was to be its killer move, and he was right. While competitive machines would bust through six AA batteries in a matter of hours, the reliable Game Boy rattled on for days of, uh, of use on those four AA's. I think, yeah, I think that was a, a massive selling point for that, wasn't it? Just that extra playtime, um, not having to be hooked up to the adapter all the time. Yeah, the Game Gear was on life support 24-7, it was, yeah. wasn't it? Bless yeah. its little console. And when you're doing that, you kind of think, well, if I'm somewhere I can do that, I can also, I should have brought my Mega Drive. Or well, I, I want, I want to, uh, there was an episode of Bad Influence, if you, uh, you've heard me talk about this, yes. and I'm sure there's, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Bad Influence, Andy Crane and Violet Berlin. They had, uh, they gave these kids these different handhelds of the era, Game Gear and Lynx yeah. and um, Game Boy, and obviously the Game Boy lasted longest, and they put these really shonky, uh, ever ready batteries in which weren't going to last five minutes anyway yeah. now I've got a Game Gear and I've got some Duracells in it and it seems to last modern Duracells lithium yeah. based ones yeah, sure. and they seem to last an absolute age I really? Think. yeah so yeah I mean I suppose they're designed to be running a lot more complicated things than a, than a Game Gear nowadays but that's quite cool that you can take modern technology put it in old and make it in theory give it a new a lease lot, of life yeah absolutely um, but uh, where were we? What sort of games would this thing run? Uh, bolt in a custom 8-bit processor from Sharp, this thing was damn close to a NES on the go and running at 15, 59.7, but let's call it 60 frames per second, the animations could be super quick and super slick. Could we have asked for any more? No, well, That's pretty Tom, impressive. let's hear from a new listener. Uh, game Boy Great on Insta chimes in with My first memory of the Game Boy was my older sister having one. And my parents thinking I was too young at four years old to own one, so bought me a Game Boy shaped pencil case instead. That's pretty brutal, Tom, isn't it? Sister's that got is, that, uh, and you're looking yeah. at probably a lithographic screen of yeah. Mario jumping up and down, and that's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> I guess you could just sort of draw on there and put in your own made up game. Thanks for chiming in, though, Game Boy Grey. Yeah, Welcome we've to had the a show. Lot, we've had a lot of new listener. Game Boy based uh, listeners. Yeah, Game Boy based listeners who have reached out, which has been really nice. Please stick around for the future because we're always going to be covering some interesting stuff. And hopefully their comment or DM made the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, as impressed as we were, uh, internally at Nintendo, they weren't convinced. And Gunpai's little machine was not taken very seriously, sadly. And it was dis- uh, derived, it previously mentioned codename DMG001 has been exploited and called. Dame game. Dame in Japanese meaning hopeless or lame. Mm, but they couldn't have been more wrong. And the Game Boy went into production due to Gunpei's belief, and that paid off. Shifting its entire launch stock of 300,000 units in Japan, the USA saw 40,000 units sold in its first day alone. We'd better get a wriggle on, though, if we want to bag one of those bad boys at launch, eh? Yeah, well, there aren't going to be many well, left. The shop's looking rather um, busy. Someone looking back with fond eyes, Tom. My gaming space. Uh, they say, I love the Game Boy. As a child, an old kid on the street had one, and I was fascinated by it. My parents, one Christmas, bought it off him for me as a present. It came with a case and a ton of games. 
One of my fondest gaming memories. Also, we've got another new listener. New listener. Uh, over on Instagram with another Christmas memory. Game Boy Colour Girl. Christmas 1989, I got mine. Love Tetris, Mario and Zelda to bits. Still a massive Game Boy fan to this day. And thank you to uh, Game Boy Colour Girl because I think it was her sharing of our post onto Facebook of that, all places uh, that prompted the Game Boy uh, community to awake. Yeah, to I think presence. it's um, like the uh, the rolling of small stones down a hill or a snowball getting bigger as it gains momentum. We've gathered that momentum with the the Game Boy community getting on board with the show. Um, and that just goes to show how easy it can happen, bringing new listeners to the show and, and growing as we go forward. Mm. A console's I launch, though, Tom, is only as strong as its games. Here in Japan, they'd get Alleyway, Brick Breaker, Baseball, Super Mario Land, and Yakaman, which is a, a Mahjong game. Mm. Uh, fair enough, I guess, but Game Boy needed the killer app. And for us, this happened when the console launched in America and Europe where it picked up the immortal Tetris. Question. Question, I hear you say. Why not Japan? Well, shall I take this? Buckle in for a belter. In 1988, games publisher Hank Rogers wandered in the halls of Las Vegas Consumer Electronics Show, and he stumbled across a little game, finding himself hooked to Alex Pachinov's, Dmitry Pavlovsky's, and Vadim Gerasimov's little gem, and having knowledge of the Game Boy's development, he approached Nintendo of America president Minora Araka, and suggested it be a pack-in with a little handheld console. Araka battled Hank, uh, batted Hank back, saying that he had all they needed in Super Mario Land. Hank pushed back, saying that Mario Land was a game little boys would play. <laughs> Tetris is something anyone can play. Very true. Uh, Arakara instructed Hank to go secure the rights. And while on the subject of Tetris, Tom, do you want to read in with the... Uh, yeah. Now, uh, before we go in here with the show's Picasso, Adam the Artist, a.k.a. Comic Pictures 79... If you want to secure yourself a piece of unofficial controller merch, he is the host of that on Etsy. He is. Forward the, slash uh, comic pictures, no space. The man who finishes games, uh, t-shirt, selling quite well. Selling like hotcakes, Tom. Get them while you can. Get them while you can. Even enter into negotia negotiation with him about what colour you want it to be. Absolutely. So you've seen white and grey so far, but yeah. I'm sure uh, at a push it could go on anything. Uh, so Adam the Artist uh, goes on to say I remember getting one of these to be fair the only game I had was Tetris it was great but uh, it was quickly commandeered by my parents who though not gamers have had a few addictions over the years they seriously into the high score battle it got so bad that when they asked each other their current score they would say well they say they didn't know they'd know by the average score, score against time played whether they'd started again eventually the cheating got so bad that they banned playing with the sound off so they knew when the other person had failed. I never saw that Game Boy again. Mm, Tom, someone Stolen. else with uh, similar mummy and daddy issues, uh, the console serial killer and cannibal, Retro Gamer Thomas. He says, I got my first Game Boy secondhand. Proceeded to buy a carry case, etc. for it. Tetris and Super Mario were the two games I loved, and we went on a family holiday to Ibiza. And like comic pictures, my parents, especially my dad, discovered Tetris when they hardly saw the thing. He would get a proper strop on if I beat his score. Unfortunately, I had the Game Boy stolen with all the accessories and games. Although I have uh, another now, it's not quite the same great memories. Yeah, I was also a victim of having the Game Boy stolen. Left mine in the car like a like a wally back in the day. Are you I kidding? Got, yeah. What, broken glass or door levered open? Uh, broken glass and Game Boy gone. 
brutal. Yeah. Uh, back to the story. Several months passed. Henk had not produced the rights for the Game Boy version of Tetris. He also learned that another person had approached Nintendo with the idea of Game Boy Tetris. Requesting more time from Arakawa, he travelled to Moscow to speak with the USSR's Ministry of Software and Hardware Export and Tetris creator Pachinov himself. During this time, Nintendo approached Spectrum Holobart on the prospect of Game Boy Tetris. <laughs> this, this is like a Bond movie, Tom. Mirasoft also wanted in on this lucrative licensing deal, causing them to send a representative, Kevin Maxwell, son of the late bad swimmer Robert Maxwell, then boss of the UK newspaper, The Daily Mirror, <laughs> to Moscow to secure the rights for the Game Boy version for Mirasoft. Meanwhile, Rogers negotiated for the rights for Tetris on the Game Boy, noting in an interview much later that the government officials did not understand the concept of intellectual property and were looking for greater payment than Rogers or Nintendo had the financials for. Mm. However, due to a Russian legal loophole, the Tetris property had not actually been licensed to anyone because Stein had secured the rights from Pachinov directly and not via the Russian authorities. Russia sent a fax to Maxwell in England with 48 hours to respond, but due to him being in Russia trying to secure the game, Maxwell did not receive the fax, and the rights were given to Hank Rogers. Nintendo granted Rogers publishing rights to Tetris and sued Tengen, or Tengen, Tengen having also released their own version of Tetris on the NES. Hmm. Rogers, Arakara, and Nintendo Vice President Howard Lincoln signed a contract securing rights for console and handheld distribution of Tetris. However, Tetris production was delayed due to the ongoing legal battle with Tengen, and the game was released in Japan two months after the Game Boy's release there. That's why Japan didn't have Tetris at launch. Very interesting. Nice uh, man with the facts as always. News hound on the ground. James uh, working hard. He did. Very difficult uh, job for him, this script. Uh, once launched, the Game Boy became a juggernaut, remaining in production for 14 years across recolored versions, slimmer versions, and the form of the Game Boy Pocket, and then came the Game Boy Color, obviously boasting the color screen. This little machine sold 118.69 million units, keeping it the number one spot before eventually giving way to the mighty PS2 and the Game Boy's successor, the DS. It still owns that number three spot, which is quite incredible. Unbelievable, isn't it? I know. Unbelievable. To this day. So, you're at a cocktail, we're at that point, Tom. You're at a cocktail party, there's a man that says he plays Game Boy. Well, does he? Here's our top five must-haves so you can hold your own in polite company. Pokemon Blue and Red. Tetris. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. Tiny Toon Adventures. You see, you stitched me up by reading out your <laughs> pick. Tiny Toon Adventures. Uh, and also Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. That Memories of that there. Yeah. Tetris, absolute classic, simple game. Yeah. Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. I mean, Legend they just, re talked at the start just the remade that now. So there's yeah. obviously some length and depth in that title. Pokemon Red and Blue. I mean, we could do a still, show about that. Oh yeah, I mean it's still the 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 core principle of those games is still the same. Um, that obviously started that, and I mean that that was massive when it came out, wasn't it? I think the Game Boy. Was it's the equivalent of like Fortnite today or Minecraft or whatever. Yeah. Well, the Game Boy was already quite an aged machine by the time it was yeah you know red and blue yeah, emerged onto it uh, off the back of the success yeah, cause of the, the cartoon yeah because the pocket was out because I played it on the pocket uh, my brother playing on the original Game Boy such a good machine that pocket yeah that um, the screen changed didn't it so they went for like an e-ink e screen yeah 
yeah, just made it a bit more clear, even though still not backlit. It was. Uh, Do you think it needed? To, well, you could have one of those little worm lights then, couldn't you? You could, yeah. Anyway, we're moving into accessories. So, what accessories can we recommend? There's the niche camera and printer. Uh, uh, well, maybe at a push, we can recommend the screen magnifier. Maybe a light. Other than that, we like them just as they are. I know. Right. Imagine telling that to the kids, like, oh, so how did you see this like better? Is there, a, is there one with a better screen? It's like, well, yeah, there is, but before well, that, we, we had to before that we had to use a magnifying glass. We talked earlier of the Game Boy being a uh, Game Gear being on life support. Yeah. By the time you clagged all this nonsense on the Game Boy, I mean, it looked like a bloody cyborg. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone who loves a magnifier, Bo Below, but over on Insta, loved my Game Boy Tetris and Kirby's Dreamland. That's a great game, Kirby's Dreamland. Pretty much all uh, I ever played on it. The accessories are mind blowing too, especially the magnifier and the lights you could play in bed under the sheets when you were supposed to be asleep. Truly great memory. Uh, sad that I still uh, don't still have the original, but my SP is one of my favourite possessions. It goes almost everywhere with me. Uh, he goes on to say, talking of accessories, I've just picked up a Super Game Boy adapter for the SNES so I can play original Game Boy games on the big screen. I've always curious to see how those look. Well, they they look great. There's really? some there's some ones that are adapted for the Super Game Boy, like ah, Donkey okay. Kong, yeah. um, the original, not Donkey Kong Country or any of that. Right, guys. okay, yeah. You plug that into the Super NES, and it's actually, it actually extends like a border around the screen. Oh, really? That you can recolor and do other stuff with. Uh, it's a slightly better game. Yeah. Very nice. It makes a solid point. If you've got a SNES, you've got to grab yourself a Super Game Boy adapter. Back to the stuff we'd recommend. The original is such an icon, but if you just want a good Game Boy, more suited to modern use, the Pocket is the better choice. Um, a great example coined in 1996 and requiring two AAA batteries, it can provide 10 hours of non-stop gaming, and it's black and white screen, in our opinion, as good as the Game Boy ever got. Again, let's put two modern AAA batteries in there, and that sucker will probably never turn off. Yeah. Uh, let's finish up with some more memories. Tall, look out, new listener. NR0W underscore, I guess hopefully I pronounced that. You wouldn't want to introduce yourself in a party like that, would you? But uh, he says, Dudes, I had the huge Game Boy travel case with mine. I wish I still had it. What about the attachable light? Laughing till I cry emoji. Robocop, Mario, Tetris, Castlevania. Good times. Good times. Uh, hope you're still gripping that wheel, though. Here's Odders UK. A friend of mine back in the day was looking to sell his Game Boy. So I asked him if I could borrow it to test it. I managed to drag it out for three weeks of free Mario Land and Tetris playing before he realised really I had no intention of buying it. Dirty. <laughs> a few years later, I found a scratch card with £40 on it, so I treated myself to a Game Boy with Donkey Kong, fantastically addictive puzzle game of which I had to call the Nintendo helpline. I forgot about that. Yeah, on numerous yeah. occasions to help me navigate the tricky levels and beat the big eight. I still have it, the uh, the gambit to the day. Game Boy. The gambit. Let it go. <laughs> One uh, last new <laughs> listener, the aptly named micro uh, Game Boy Micro Collector on Insta. I recently required a smuggled Game Boy Micro PCB. It's the only one in existence and is a gem in my Game Boy Micro Collection. Who you got there, Tom? Who's next? Uh, well, next up, the current winner of our comment of the month. So... Every month we uh, we pick a winner, and you can win uh, some artwork from Adam the artist. Um, so always worth commenting on Instagram or Twitter or email. Um, so it's Finster Games. 
I started off with the pocket, and it wasn't until later that I acquired the house brick original. My favourite game was Wario. It's so much cooler than Mario. Uh, Antia. Game Another I game. We're on a new laptop, Tom, so okay. it's not it's not as slick as it once was. Another game that will always stick with me is Terminator 2. A si I did play that. That was quite good. A side-scrolling, first-person shooting game, as it was in early years of gaming. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. I couldn't even get past the first level. There was a mini-boss that I couldn't for the life of me work out how to kill. In fact, I just looked it up, and apparently the rest of the game is a platformer. didn't even know that because I couldn't get past the shooter part of the beginning. Laughing till I cry emoji. What we should probably say to some of the new listeners is that uh, a couple of weeks ago now, we had our equipment stolen. So we're operating on our secondary laptop and our secondary recording equipment. So yes. We're probably not as slick. Just bear with us. Yes, we're still getting back up to speed with it all, but we're we're hoping we've uh, served up uh, a belter for you. Sending us to the bridge this week in the show's muscle, Daddy Zilla, proud patriarch of the Zilla clan, Mummy Zilla, Devin Zilla, and Kara Zilla. He says, I never had the honour of owning an original Game Boy, not that I didn't want one when I was a kid. The first game I played was Tetris. I loved it, the idea of the portability of it. Now I'm an adult, I do have a couple of Game Boys and Game Boy Advances, but I still need to add the original piece of gaming history to my collection. Now Tom, we get to the bit where the listeners get a little bit of time on the show, much to your uh, chagrin. Uh, did you like the feature? Very good, very informative and factual as always. Oh good. So yeah, you can look forward to more history throughout the year. Um, George always does us proud with those, and James at the helm. Well, I just curate his work, and obviously didn't do a very good job this week, because there was a few spelling mistakes. It's all right. I yeah. think everyone got the gist. I hope and, so. Um, yeah, some really good facts in there. So, to those listeners, we're now moving into listener reviews, plural, so we'll have more than one. And uh, we have a little post up on our feed, don't we? We of, do, yeah. Uh, Ray requesting your reviews. And it can be for anything as well um, if you want to give us a retro title or something out of the ordinary um, it really doesn't matter don't feel like you've got to be commenting about the latest games yeah absolutely that's what we're saying last yeah. week we had Dan Wildman talking about Dark Cloud so thank yeah. you for that review uh, let's scroll through who we got Finster Gamer I've been playing Jurassic World Evolution over the past week and it's awesome it's your basic theme park stroke theme hospital type deal except when things go wrong they go very wrong power cuts fence destroying storms and even just the agitation of the wrong tree to grass ratio in the enclosure can send dinosaurs into a frenzy wow. a friendly tyroceratops gets scared of a storm crashes through a fence takes out a power line electric fences go down next thing you know there's a spinosaurus and a squadron of indoraptors chomping up anything that moves wow uh, yeah I've always been impressed when I've, I've seen that I'm really tempted to to pick it up because I've, I've had like theme park and um, what was the other one I had back in the day oh the hospital one theme, theme hospital. hospital yeah um, they're both good games it's, it's good of like doing your micromanaging skills and keeping it all running smoothly but I think with Jurassic Park it just adds that fun to it when it does go wrong because then all chaos is let loose and it mirrors the film I believe there's an update out for it either now or soon to do with the original Jurassic Park movie as well yeah. it is excellent if you were 
if you weren't basking in your own glory, sit naked in front of a mirror, telling yourself how great you look, <laughs> you might have seen Fince the Gamer's post where he's uh, he's done a little thing about that. Has he? Don't let me get in the way of you telling yourself how awesome you are, though. I won't. Naked. Across the chaise lounge. Cigarette holder with a cafe creme that you like in the end of it. I do like a cafe creme. And Mumsy stroking your forehead. Yeah. Telling Reassuring me how good I am. You're the most handsome man. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, next. One for show. There's always one for show, one for work. Which one's which? I always got, I always got the former, luckily. Uh, okay. You you be careful. You're rocking this whole BBC uh, recording studio. studio that we use. Uh, let, who's next? Uh, Comic Picture 79 has sent us in a listener review. Game Pass is such a great thing. It gives us the opportunity to play games that we wouldn't have otherwise played due to cost or time or whatever. It was because of this great service that I've recently found myself playing Lonely Mountain Downhill. I must say, I quite like low-poly games. Anyway, so I thought that the graphics were really pretty, but holy cow, this is a great-looking and great-sounding game. Not only that, but once I had sorted out the control scheme, I quickly realised that it's both rewarding and punishing in equal measure. This game, for the zero it cost me, got its hooks into me and deep. The level of difference in handling and planning that goes into riding each bike is astounding, and that fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants feeling gets even better when you start looking at ways to improve your times. Off-roading the off-road for such a simple game is so expertly made that it's a joy to play everything an indie should be. Tom, now it looks like we've got one more here. Retro Gamer Thomas, do you want to read his out? Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. There you go. It's just passing over the excellent review post. It's it's nice that we had a lot of feedback from that, isn't it, really? I, I'm disturbed because I had to lean over with the script and pass it to a barely dressed Tom. Don't avert your eyes. Don't avert my eyes. I want to avert <laughs> my eyes. I'm sick of looking that at it. That came out wrong, definitely. Yeah. Well, Retro Gamer Thomas, a man of impeccable taste, not yes. just for console hardware, oh but dear. also for excellent games. Just played my first Switch game and beat it. It was Luigi's Mansion 3. Absolutely fantastic game. And what might be my all-time favourite Nintendo game. Could not put it down, which for a Nintendo game is unusual for me. As I normally like my story-heavy games like Uncharted and Red Dead Redemption 2, etc. So this proves what a great job they have done on this game. Plus I have to thank... The man with the barnet ram packed full of gaming knowledge. Me. That's me, Tom. He's mentioned me personally. You see that? Can we have that up on the fridge? Mumsy's already got it on the fridge. Excellent. Signed Tom three and three quarters. Uh, after Mrs. Console Muncher heard him recommend it on the show, uh, she got it for him for Christmas. The Cheers. beloved Donna. Cheers, Tom. Three thumbs up. I mean, I'm just ecstatic. I'm... Yeah, more rave views, please. Couldn't be bothered to power on his own them. phone to read out his own bloody cheap pops. Unbelievable. There you go. You should have thrown it at me. Certainly I an old Nokia. That's all you're allowed. Ah. No. That's all the listener rave views for this week. Yeah, to keep them coming. Uh, it'd be quite interesting to hear from the, some of the new listeners from the Game Boy community. Fun. If you've got any old Game Boy games you want to pop a review in for please do so find the post yep Ray needs you podcast needs you 
scroll down, type it in there, send us a DM. Tom, yeah. let's take a moment, let's be super slick. If they're listening and they're thinking, hey, hang on a minute, I want to get on this show. I want to get on the Hokey Skokies podcast known. How would they do that? You can direct messages, Instagram or Twitter, or email us on unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Mm, you've got to look at that, haven't you? I have. Shame I want to slick through the feature. But, well, uh, I was uh, caught unawares. To be honest, I don't know how easy I would have been able to read out that script if I'd been <laughs> na- laying half naked with my mum stroking my forehead, whispering sweet nothings in my ear. Uh, I'm a little jealous of the relationship you developed with Mumsy over since January started, and... Uh, I feel left out. Do you feel shunned? Yeah. Obviously, since Ponsilbury's been uh, in the Christmas special, he had a bit of uh, plane fuselage land on him and he was unfortunately paralysed. Yeah. She's obviously turned her attention to her own... I don't mean, what's going on? I think we need to get her out of the bunker. Out and about. Out and about. Maybe we could find a new suitor for her. Talking of new suitors, here's a man who's not shy of spreading his love around the village. (laughs) The big man. It's time for a peek. Now, what's he been doing this week? It's a Game Boy themed episode. What's well, he been up to? He's been stockpiling batteries. Of course ready he for has. the inevitable test runs. Ever readies. Yeah. Ever he's been and got some real cheap ever, ones. Ever readies. Ever readies. Yeah. Can you still get them? Yeah. He can. Yeah. He can get hold of anything. The original blue ones. He's found them in a <laughs> skip. Probably discharged, <laughs> but you know, every one in six works. It's got Wayne Ray to lick the end, see whether they've still got that real taste. Wayne Ray is beautiful son who's vertically challenged. He is, yeah. He's. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes we think he's a kid, but other times I see. We it's often like, think on the podcast if we went to TV or film and wanted to like, who would play each character? Yeah. I think Warwick Davis, as we mentioned for James, that we said was a bad idea. We need to go Warwick Davis for Wayne Ray. Okay. <laughs> Who's playing Ray? Paul Carf, Steve Coogan. Pa- yeah, Steve Coogan. He li- yeah, that's how we envision him, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Paul Carf. Oh, no, 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 no. The guy who throws his shoe over the roof of the, of the oh, pub. Oh, in the office. Yeah, that's oh, Ray. what's his name? He's called Finchie in the office. Well, but I can't do. remember his actor. Doesn't matter. Every, every good actor's known by his last good character's <laughs> name. He's Finchie. Uh, okay, let's get the pre-ramble out of the way. Time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot what's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battlefriend all this week. These are the new release highlights for the week 20, uh, January 20th to January 26th, 2020. Listeners, these are out on digital, physical, or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region-dependent. You getting comfortable there? You've sat up for the last... I have. The, the last throw of the dice, Tom. You've decided to wake up and join us. Uh, first up, we've got Death Trap Dungeon, the interactive video adventure. <laughs> for the, 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 whoa! He's only had a bit of lasagna and he just can't speak anymore. <laughs> the interactive video adventure for the PC, January twenty-first. Death Trap Dungeon is an interactive video realization of Ian Livingstone's multi-million-selling classic game book, starring Eddie Marson. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, Deadpool Two, Atomic Blonde. Uh, he's the narrator. Mm. Okay. Have you picked out Mummy Mummy yet? Um, yeah. Okay. Have you picked out. Obviously, we also pick out a classic VHS. Yeah. Have you doing decided that right what now. yours is going to be? Uh, yeah. I'll, 
I'll let you know. Okay. I'm uh, going to read out this one. Let's pull it out of the boot. We've got Temtem PC, January 21st. I've seen this is getting some love on social media. Temtem is a massively multiplayer creature collection adventure. Uh, seek adventure in the lovely airborne archipelago alongside your Temtem squad. Catch every Temtem, battle other tamers, customize your house, join a friend's adventure, or explore the dynamic online world. Oh, What's your VHS? It is Conan the Destroyer. Okay, nice. Starring Arnie. I'm going to pull out uh, Ray's been busy, and I want to appeal to Mummy's better side this week. So I'm going to choose Howard's Way, the BBC soap stroke docu uh, stroke drama about uh, a boat building yard on the Isle of Wight. All right. Da, da, da. <laughs> Yeah, retro gamer Thomas just span his head round like a blooming Dalek headstalk, and he's like, oh, "I love Howard's Way." Donna, I'm sure you can. I'm sure a retro gamer Thomas can get you a copy by the time you finish watching this. Glass of red wine together tonight, proper grown ups. Uh, next up, The Walking Dead: A New Frontier, available on the Switch, January 21st. When a family is all you have left, how far will you go to protect it? After society was ripped apart by undead hands, pockets of civilization emerges from the chaos, but at what cost? Can the living be trusted on this new frontier? As Javier, a young man determined to find the family taken from him, you meet a young girl who has an experience of unimaginable loss. Her name is Clementine, and your fates are bound together in a story where every choice you make could be your last. Surprised you didn't call him Javier. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you. Uh, it was hey, Why Jav did you think Javier? 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 Um, I knew that. Well, that's why I left all those big Russian names and Japanese names to you in the feature because mm. I would certainly have made a mess of them. Yeah, but then you struggled with. Uh, <laughs> I can't even find it. Gambit, now. the Game Boy. You struggled with the word derided. Mm. Have you not heard that before? Surely people have used that to describe your sort of... Uh, I trained at a, a Shakespeare theatrical school. I should know all this. You should. You also worked on uh, Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. <laughs> Lao well, Kang's face mask. Texture creator. I was. Proudest moment. Also partly wrote the story and the lore for that. What, for that really inane bloody <laughs> 3D adventure? Absolutely. Uh, also, we've got Football Tactics and Glory available on PS4, Xbox Ooh, One, and Switch. Double read. January 22nd, stories untold in a compilation tape of four experimental adventures, <laughs> including a remaster. James has blatantly not refreshed the script, and you fell hook, line, and sinker straight into that what one. What has gone on there? Apologies, listeners. I think uh, there's been a bit of a mix up there. Yes. So we're just saying football tactics and glory coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That's it. We're, we haven't got the description for that one. Well, why don't we say football tax and glory ta is a compilation tax and for. glory? That's what I'm calling it. Okay. It's not even a real game at this point, based on the readout, is it? So Do they pay anything. tax? Probably a lot. Yeah. Tic tac toe. You're playing. A, you're a footballer. You're bored on a coach, and you play noughts and crosses. Okay. For um, glory. What we got next? Fantasy Zone on the Switch. I better make sure that James has refreshed <laughs> this one. Out January 23rd, this is one of those Sega Rages games. An interplanetary monetary system collapses as its funds are mysteriously funneled towards the construction of a fortress in the Fantasy Zone. 
It's up to Upa Upa to rescue the fantasy zone and find the culprit responsible. Eliminate all the bases to reach the end boss and advance to the next level. Use lasers and bombs to destroy all enemies and take advantage of weapon and engine upgrades. Want a changing palette? Players Upa Upa's brother. Upa Upa. Upa Upa. <laughs> Upa Upa. Very original. Uh, do you want to take the next one? Because I've got mine after that. No, that's mine. Is it? Yeah. It's um, what happens when you do a double read. You couldn't help yourself. There we go. So I'll reset the balance. I'll take a hit for the team. Final Fantasy Christi- Crystal Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> We're stumbling a bit this week, aren't we? Too much lasagna. When you record midday. Yeah. We've got a midday food. lull. Oh, it's not good. Huh? I'm ready for a sleep, a Grand Prix, and what's left of the Christmas chocolates. I can't have any of that. So we have to make do with this. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition, PS4 and Switch, January 23rd. 15 years after its debut, the co-op action... (laughs) 15 years after its debut, the co-op action RPG Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is being remastered for the Nintendo Switch and PS4. With the new online multiplayer mode, you and your friends can connect and adventure together. No link cable required. Tommy Thompson's going to be a bit upset about that on top of that <laughs> there are new areas inside dungeons so even returning fans can explore the unknown you had that GameCube game uh, I didn't know I think my brother had it I remember having the link cable because I got it for big uh, fan of the Cubist Tom I am yeah I had the link cable for Wind Waker because you could link and do some weird mini games what thing. games did you actually have on the Cube uh, Time Splitters Two Time Splitters, Future Perfect, Legends of Wind Waker, Resident Evil Four, Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, Wave Race, Blue Storm, Super Monkey Ball, um, Day of Reckoning, Day of Reckoning One and Two. Two was amazing. No, oh, what else did you have? I had a lot of games. A lot of Ramble that you told me was amazing, and it just wasn't. <laughs> Talking around that you envious. said was amazing that wasn't. You wish your console had a had a carry handle. I tell you what, there's one thing I often look down at all the consoles I've had over the years, and I thought, what would have made that better? <laughs> a handle, so I could carry it through town like a handbag. <laughs> like, what the hell? I remember Miyamoto coming out on stage with it, holding it like that by the handle. It was probably only put on there so we could hold it, and then they just put it into production. <laughs> yeah. Gunpei Yokai was like, well, you know, what we're going to do? Yeah. Well, this is My Mummy Mummy this week. It's a, it's a re-release but HD version of Oddworld Stranger's Wrath and it's going to be available on the Switch January 23rd along comes Stranger a tall dark and enigmatic oh my god (laughs) enigmatic enigmatic bounty hunter with a mission to capture troublemakers and scoundrels and return them to civilised township for incarceration not that one but Stranger is keeping a secret and needs expensive surgery to survive in his quest to earn enough moolah Stranger reluctantly accepts the ultimate bounty from the owner of uh, the Mongo River, and suddenly his adventure takes a very different turn. I think we're probably for you. We're a little bit too far away from your last drink, and a little bit too far away from your first drink. Recording <laughs> 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 it. I mean, I sound drunk all the time, but that's just how my face works. Uh, <laughs> what's next? Rugby Twenty, PC, PS4, Xbox, January twenty third. Stories untold is a comp. I'm joking. Rugby 20 gives you the complete rugby experience with overhaul tactics management, optimized graphics. <laughs> they say optimized graphics. Me and James researched this. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. That's gonna. If you want to give your uh, 
gaming PCs, your PS4 and your Xbox a break from all the <laughs> high-level ender-generation games that are melting it down. Slap in Rugby 20. Looks like it's been dragged off the PS1. Uh, the get no offence to the people who've spent hours and months creating that Ninjitsu sorry I'll lead in with the next one Shinobi is another Sega Ages title released this week on Switch January 23rd Ninjitsu Master Joe Mushai returns in the classic side-scrolling platformer utilise shurikens throwing knives and more to defeat the enemy and free the hostages need more time use the rewind feature to move back in time to make sure you're using your best moves challenging challenge the Sega Ages version of Shinobi by using the newly added melee button for a special bonus score if you prefer something more achievable though try out the Ages mode and Joe Mushai will have upgraded weapons and increased durability ok this will be did you tell everyone you've what you've started so you've finished did you tell everyone what your mummy mummy was yeah Old World Strangers Wrath I did. ok my mummy mummy is the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners PC VR because I'm the VR champion you are I'm the champion for VR, Stadia, Retro. retro. Well, some other champion for Anything now. that isn't new and shiny. Anything that you can't be bothered with. Yeah. So everything other than the latest Switch game. And the latest PS4 game. Well, okay. Mm. Carrying the show on my back. Yeah. And you. And all the lore you create. The workhorse, the show horse. For once... One of the most eloquent things you've ever said. Uh, <laughs> Saints, <laughs> compose yourself. Oh. We're one of those professional hokey cokey shows. And we have a script. It's we do. Normally very well curated by young James. Uh, Saints and Sinners is a game unlike any other in the Walking Dead universe. Every challenge you face and decision you make is driven by you. Fight the undead, scavenge through flooded ruins of New Orleans and face gut-wrenching choices for you and the other survivors. Live the walking dead. Oh, pretty good, actually. Yeah, I think that'll work well in VR. Um, just a, It's the right sort of atmosphere, isn't it, for a VR game. Mm. Zombie survival would be good. I'm very curious to see how this um, Half-Life game is going to be received. I, think I hope it does what it does, or the others did for the first-person shooter. Oh, I think it will. Yeah. I think they're very confident with it. And uh, apparently no delays either on that. Well, not yet anyway. Mm, yeah. It's getting pretty close. Those new listeners that have got awesome attention spans, Tom. Yes. They know that I'm going to ask you... What am I hoping to play? Yeah, I was, I was building the suspense. Oh, okay. What are you hoping to play? Ooh, finished Link's Awakening this week. I must be pretty close. I think there's eight dungeons. I'm on seven. Oh, you threatened that in uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 was getting finished for three episodes on the bounce. <laughs> and it's, only just, it's only just got to make out that I play a lot of games when I don't have as much time to play these games. Okay. Yeah, finish that. Then dive back into Fire Emblem Three Houses, which I did do and I forgot to mention. I did dive back into it and I got completely destroyed. Um, so that one's going to take a bit more sort of practice on that to to get my tactical brain back on right um, I don't know I feel like I'm I'm ready for a new game now as well 
but it's pretty quiet. You're game time, curious, you? are you? Yeah, game curious. <laughs> well, I identify why don't as you game get curious. You identify as game curious, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, I find it really hard. Like uh, I know a lot of listeners mention the Game Pass for Xbox and why don't, PlayStation. Why don't you do me and the listeners a huge favour? Yeah. No, I know what's coming. I know what's coming because even there was rumours of a sequel for said game. Mm. I'm not going to say that. I wasn't going to say that, but that's something you should. The, the rumour is it's going to be order, the order, and it's going to be the sequel for PS5. That's launch fine. tile. That would be great. Everyone, that's the fantasy. You wait till then, and then I'll be straight. Oh yeah, mate, order 1886. Big fan. Big fan of played it. that back in the day. Anyway. Yes. I was going to suggest yeah. that you go on digital and you get yourself a copy of Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD. You I played it back it. in the day. I know you did. I want you to play it again. Mm. It's the new HD version. Think of it this way. Think of yourself as the Mando. You know, he's a bounty hunter. <laughs> he's a bounty hunter. Is this the closest we get to the Mandalorian game mm. for now? Well, it's on PS2. You can get the yeah. PS2 classic Star Wars bounty hunter, that game that you had. That you refuse to acknowledge. I don't. I don't know where you get these ideas. That I had some of these games. Have I got a good memory or not? I don't know. I don't think so with that one. I'm sure I didn't have that. Here's a game last week that I uh, forgot I'd played. Full Spectrum Warrior. That's an amazing game. I need to get that. Because I played it's it two so weeks cool. ago. I forgot to mention it when I went to the cabin in the woods. Ah. Yeah. How's it hold up? I had to play through the tutorial just to remind myself of how to play it yeah and that was hard work mm. it was very very stilted I mean I'm sure it was cutting edge at the time and you oh, felt yeah, like well, you were really learning something yeah yeah but when you play it now all the buttons are locked down until they tell you you can press them right and it's all a bit uh, the actual game um, was okay but it I don't know there's, just, there's graphically how does it hold up it was, it was an X- Xbox, about. original Xbox, wasn't it? It was on PS2 I played it. I never realised it got a release on that. Mm, and it's sequel, Ten Hammers. Got a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> Full Spectrum Warrior Ten Hammers. You see, I've got a memory. So mm. I'm sure you had Star Wars Bounty <laughs> Well, maybe you're right. Is that, is we'll that what you're going to... Uh, Maestro Turbo to find out, though. Won't yes, we? we will. Is that what you're going to be playing this week? Yeah, um, the the standard online shooters as well. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm going to be playing some Smash Bros tonight, and other Switch multiplayer. Got games some other thespians coming round for yeah. a read through the yeah. script. You're going to unplug their controllers and beat them on the. Yeah, it's the only way I can Smash win. Bros. Melee. Mm-hmm. Is that what the new one's called? Isn't no, Melee is like one of the classics. This is ultimate though, so it's literally every fighter there's ever been in all of the games plus a load more ram all they're going to ram down your throat yeah I buy it all I thought it was free not the downloadable characters they've added but it came with like 50 odd characters to start with so don't mind shelling out a bit for some more I thought you had to pay for them at the start but then by the time three months late you got them for free yeah that's if you get you can get the fighters pass (laughs) which probably is is the cheaper way to do it but then you don't know which character you're going to get so they've done. They've got Fight Pass season two. You could buy that now, I think, or in a few weeks. But you don't know what you're going to be getting over the next twelve what, months. What, I know they play this in esports competitions. What are the pros play? What are the characters do the pros play as? I don't know. I've not really watched much of the pro scene for a long time. 
the 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 tier the tier always varies a lot. There's some that are actually banned, I believe, because they're they're a bit more overpowered than they should be. I know. I always find that hard to work out. It's like surely a game is designed to every character has a counter character, really. Yeah. Um, should be able to play as anyone you want. Yeah. Very strange. There's. Is that you've done and dusted for you guys? That's me, yeah. I better ask uh, what are you hoping to play this week? Ah, well, if I can get James woken up and uh, get impressed to and get the show out on air at some sort of decent time, I'm going to play the wheels off Yakuza 3. I'm on chapter 8, I think there's about 14 chapters, so I might see you that finish this weekend. I'd like to think so. I am the man who finishes games. If you're a listener who finishes games, don't forget to contact Adam the Artist on Instagram, comicpictures79 or on Etsy, forward slash comicpictures. Get yourself a t-shirt that says, The Man Who Finishes Games. And for the female listeners, we'd like to say, we, we can work, if we have enough interest, we'll work on uh, a lady who finishes games. A girl. The girl who finishes games sounds better, doesn't it? It would work better. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. The girl who finishes games. Uh, and then other than that, I don't know. Probably crack on with Persona Four because Akiba Strip is not not very you, good. Visiting some of these old titles, do you ever reach a point where you feel like? And I know you mentioned that at the start with Persona Four, you have to replay a lot of it. Does it ever else feel like a bit of a grind? No, no. Like Kingdom Hearts Two, I never played that originally. So playing it yeah, through now, I thoroughly point. enjoy it. I don't yeah. find it. I don't mind the controls. It's just a different way. of using the controller mm. I, I don't mind the loading especially if it's not hidden so Let, really let's good at say it. for example Resident Evil 2 remake yeah if you had never played 2 to begin with Ooh. would you go back and play the original 2 or would you just think well I might as well play the remake um, if I hadn't played the original yeah so this is why I'd never see a point in going back to the original Unless it was just for pure nostalgia. Yeah. It's a bit like them remaking Saving Private Ryan and you just want to watch the latest one even though the original's the best. Mm. There's something about a game and a time and a moment where that was awesome and it was slow-paced. and it, It's a very different game to this new one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally different, different perspective. Yeah. Different perspective. Different controls, really. To, in a way just a completely different game so yeah. you know you could go back and play 2 and be quite happy on original mm -hmm. hardware uh, and then also get something out of playing the new one so that's a good point hmm, I don't know which one I would plump for probably right now I haven't played that remake I know you have have you finished it? yes yeah traded it already? no it's still on the shelf so that should come over me really I give you 50p for it, which is twice as much as uh, Finster Games and CEX will give you. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to give them a call, see what they can do. Have a look. Yeah. I give you £2. £2? A £2 coin. I've got one floating around in the footwell of the car. Okay. Is that it? That's it. We're at the end of the show. Well, here comes Mumsy with the extra virgin olive oil and uh, a freshly poached egg for you. Yummy. You can get yourself a, a rub down and a massage as you like. Uh, and that's all we have time for this week listeners as always thank you for your time we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week until then happy gaming remember there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller it's what you do with it that counts enjoy Tom 
Tschüss.